0: Welcome to Fantasy Sports Daily with Kyle L. Frank and Ray Flowers, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to use the promo code FSD20 for a 20% discount on the products over at FantasyGuru.com. Welcome to the show, Fantasy Sports Daily. I am Ray Flowers. As you notice here, I might be, uh, well, at least if you have the video component, which you can obviously follow us every day while we do the show live on YouTube at YouTube.com slash at Elite. Plus network. If you're listening on podcast, thank you for listening wherever that might be. Uh, but if you're watching right now live, you can tell that I'm riding solo right now. There's no Kyle Elfrink here. We don't have a mistake. There's no problems. There's no issues. Kyle is just away for the day. So we have a hopefully positive 45-50 minute show here. Uh, I'm going to open things up, talk a little bit uh, about what's going on at the website, as well as what happened yesterday. Uh, we'll be visiting with Russell Clay here in a few minutes. Russell will come on and talk to us about some. Thursday night football. Uh, and then we'll visit with Tyler Beaker, looking ahead to the rest of week 12. Again, I'm Ray Flowers. You can follow me. Let me adjust this microphone. You can follow me all over the interwebs at the Ray Flowers. You can find my work at fantasyguru.com. Uh, we have the Elite Sports Show with Jeff Manns, which is Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio we got Fantasy Sports Daily here Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That show is obviously, it's on Pandora, it's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. Uh, you have a Google podcast, uh, Spotify, and again, uh, we also put it at the website as well, the fantasyguru.com. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, there's a the little intro. i got the guys coming on to talk uh, with you, as I just noted. You can always use the promo code FSD20. FSD20, that gets you a 20% discount on all the products at fantasyguru.com. We have that great uh, deal, as you see there, deal number one. That great deal uh, right now for the rest of the season. If you want to get involved with us at fantasyguru.com, use that promo code FSD20, and uh, you get all of our football product, all of it. You get the seasonal, you get the DFS, you get the discords, talking about all of it, you get the articles, doing it all. Anything we do, live streams, any of that stuff, access to the entire staff, that's through not just the regular season, that's through the Super Bowl. All the football we do over at FantasyGuru.com, that's the all-in NFL package. So check that out. Big discount there for the rest of the season. And then we also have deal number two, and this is the holiday special, if you will, uh, the Black Friday deal that we started yesterday here on the show. Uh, That is the VIP Platinum Plan. That's betting. DFS, Seasonal, Data, the Elite Plus Network. We just launched the Justin Fensterman podcast as part of that. Uh, You might hear Justin here on the show. He comes on every week to talk basketball with us. The MVP, excuse me, the VIP Platinum Plan, if you use the promo code Turkey40, Turkey40, that gets you 40% off the plan. And again, that's everything we have. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, racing, all of it. Use the promo code Turkey Forty to get involved with that. That's only good through the weekend, so get it now before it disappears. It will soon. Okay. So, what are we doing today? We're again, we're going to visit with Russell Clay. We're going vi- to. Oh, look at that! I got a whole new way to. I guess it's different when you're just one person. I could have done that with my big head. Uh, we've got Russell Clay and uh, Tyler Baker coming to join us. Some thoughts from me on what occurred, uh, and some injury talk before we uh, visit with Russell here. Yesterday, did you watch the game yesterday? Was it hard to watch the game yesterday? Was it difficult to watch the game yesterday? I don't know. Um, we had a good turnout for the show. People were in the chat asking questions. I know family gets there. Uh, you get distracted. You're saying hi to the, the uncles, the nieces, the nephews. Hopefully everyone had a good day. Had a good feast, too, by the way. Uh, hopefully you had a bunch of turkey and uh, stuffings and other good things. But we had some football games uh, that took place yesterday and uh, there were some varied performances and some things that I took away briefly again we'll talk more about this with these games with Russell Clay uh, the giants excuse me the packers and the lions packers won 29 to 22 the lions are 8 and 3 they're still firmly in the playoff hunt they've got a chance to emerge as the number one team in the conference still all those kind of things you heard it all throughout the broadcast yesterday if you were listening but the fact is they're all over the place they start some games hot they start some games cold some games they jump out to a lead other games they they can't get it going they got beat yesterday by the Packers, and it was mentioned ad nauseum on the broadcast. But the fact of the matter is that Jordan Love played a good football game. I will say this about Jordan Love. 268, three touchdowns. He had that nice run. He had a 37-yard run yard, uh, 37 yard run late in the game to basically seal things for the Packers. He looked solid. The numbers are really good with Jordan Love. But I see something uh, that mechanically we've seen for years with Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea if it is because he picked it up from Aaron Rodgers. But Jordan Love throws every football off his back foot, all of them. And they kept talking about it during the broadcast. His hips are facing left, knees throwing right. And they're talking about his arm talent and all that. That's great. But how about you drive your football into where you're throwing it? How about you align your hips and go for it? How about you do things the proper way mechanically? Having talent and skills is fantastic. But you have to be able to translate that consistently into production. And it's very difficult to do that if your mechanics are off. Uh, And again, Detroit flop, Packers won the football game. A.J. Dillon did nothing, kind of as we expected. A.J. Dillon had the 17 touches, kind of like we expected. Yeah, just an effort there for him. Uh, On the Washington and Dallas game, uh, this is is what we expected, right? There was a lot of points. There was a thrashing here. I don't know if anyone expected it to be a 35-point victory for the Cowboys. Uh, A quick takeaway there, two things at the quarterback position. Dak Prescott is rolling. And, you know, another four touchdowns, they through for 331 yards. The Cowboys can't be beat at home. They've won 13 straight games at home. That's the longest home winning streak currently in football. Uh, Dak Prescott is all of a sudden throwing three touchdowns on the regular. He's not turning the football over. And that offense is smoking. And even when they have days like yesterday where CeeDee Lamb doesn't really do anything. And Dak Prescott missed him multiple occasions. It could have been a much bigger day for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, CeeDee Lamb still got in the end zone. And the offense still worked uh what we saw on the other side is kind of a continuation of what we have talked about here on the show an awful lot we saw sam howell do what he threw for 300 yards and he threw 44 passes it's exactly what he's been doing he's thrown for all these yards he's thrown all these passes and what's he doing with it nothing didn't play a good football game took too many sacks again that's a difficult matchup against the cowboys okay took too many sacks had too many too many too many decisions were poor Turned the football over, had an interception. Yeah, it's just, you know, and we've mentioned this previously too. If you've got Howell, you need to be very cautious if you're counting on him in the fantasy space. Because in week 15, they go to the Rams. In week 16, they go to the Jets. And in week 17, they play the Niners. If Sam Howell's your only quarterback, you got to get another quarterback. If you're planning on playing Sam Howell in the playoffs, if you're going to get there, you need to have another plan. Uh, Sam Howell, as we've said he just ain't it right now. And maybe he'll get there again. Maybe he'll get there. Tough matchup yesterday, but it just didn't happen for him. Uh, the Niners and the Seahawks and you know, you look at the records. The Niners are eight and three. The Seahawks fall to six and five. Things could have been, you know, tied up if, if it had gone differently here. But the Seahawks are not in the Niners realm. They're just not. The Niners are just a better football team, period. And, uh, you know, they were beat up yesterday, the Seahawks. Lockett wasn't 100%. Metcalf wasn't at 100%. Walker was out. But the Niners boat raced these guys yesterday. Yeah. Geno Smith was hurt, too. But the Niners boat raced them. It was bad. 31-13, and I wasn't that close. Uh, you know, we had Brock Purdy throw for a touchdown. Didn't really do much because Debo Samuel had a rushing score. Christian McCaffrey had a couple of touchdowns on the ground. Debo finally showed up. We talked about him on the show yesterday. Everything stored, again, uh, on your podcast service, as well as YouTube, youtube.com slash at Elite Plus Network. We talked about Debo Samuel and how, you know, do you trust this guy? Well, not like you did when you drafted him, but you still have to play him. Hopefully, you still played him yesterday. He had the rushing touchdown, caught seven passes for 79 yards, had a really nice game. On the other side, Zach Charbonnet was a disappointment. Same time he was a disappointment, he did exactly what we talked about on the show yesterday, which is tough to do. (laughs) Tough to do exactly what we talked about and still not produce anything. He had 14 carries and four catches, 18 touches. Right, You want to play 18 touches every week, 47 yards on the ground, 11 yards on the four catches. Yeah, So yeah, it didn't, it didn't quite turn out as productive as we had hoped. But again, at least the workload was there. We'll see long-term with Kenneth Walker. It does not sound like Kenneth Walker is slated to miss a lot of time moving forward. Some news and notes before we bring in Russell Clay. Uh, you probably have seen this. Maybe you didn't. The news came out a little bit ago, maybe within the last hour or so. Tom Pellicero is reporting that uh, Devon Achan is not expected to play this week. I can't say that's a surprise. That's the way things were going. We're trending. Uh, Salvan Ahmed is out this week. He's been placed on the IR. He's out for multiple weeks. So it will be Jeff Wilson behind Raheem Mostert. I've already seen some questions about Wilson on Twitter and in Discord. You're playing with fire if you're going Jeff Wilson. We haven't seen him with a really active role all season long. There are games where the Dolphins are very happy to run the ball 19 times in total. We've seen Mostert take on a pretty heavy workload so I, of the last couple of weeks in particular. So I, I know they're going to want to get Wilson involved, but what's the upside there? Eight or 10 touches. So be cautious with Wilson. Uh, I know if you've had him this whole time, you've been cuffing him to Mostert, you want to get him active, be very cautious uh, if you're looking to start him. Cooper Cup is back at practice with that ankle issue, so we'll see. Seems like he's trending in the right direction, Puka Nakua. Uh, who we talked about on the show yesterday, he's going to play this week. No, no, I don't have any worries about that cup. I think we're still really waiting to see what we hear on Friday, but he's trending toward playing through that ankle issue. And then Justin Jefferson, he's limited. He was limited to practice, so I guess there's a chance, but it doesn't sound like he's going to play again this week. It sounds like he'll rest this week. He'll take the bye week next week with the Vikings. And you know, this is something that I warned a lot of people with, to be fair. Because people kept wanting to make trades for Jefferson. Remember this, folks. When they put a guy on the injured list and they say it's a four-week list, that's the minimum. They're not saying that the player's only going to miss four weeks. And so many, I've answered a hundred questions about Justin Jefferson over the last month and a half. And every time I think I've said, well, yeah, but we don't know. Well, yeah, but we don't know. If you made a move for Justin Jefferson, I hope you make it to the playoffs. Because it looks like you're only going to get week 14 prior to the playoffs with him actually active on your fantasy squad. Again, I'm Ray Flowers. Kyle O'Frank will be back on Monday. You're listening and watching Fantasy Sports Daily. And we've got an opportunity now to work with, or speak to, I guess, not work with. I work with him all the time. Speak with a guy that I've done podcasts with, we've had on the show before. Uh, He's always in Discord. He's always posting articles, doing things, and having fun. And that's Russell Clay, our man there, who's uh, generous enough to be visiting with us the day after Thanksgiving. Russell, how you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, what's going on, Ray? I don't think this is what they mean when the weightlifters say bulking season, but I've definitely got a few more pounds on me than I did yesterday.
0: What was your uh, favorite dish?
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm a big stuffing. The stuffing gravy turkey combo. I, you know, nothing fancy here. That just works for me. And then I have a lot of it. Um, And the apple apple pie at... Mm -hmm. 9 45 after uh, I've been sent home with another piece. That's, that's my other fave.
0: Yeah. My uh, lady friend, and I, I mentioned this on the show yesterday. Uh, she says, Ray, you like anything that's Brown. I, mean, <laughs> I like anything that's earth. So I love Thanksgiving's like the best, like everything's Brown or, you know, so stuffing is mm. Turkey gravy, mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, and do you like the yams or anything kind of on the, besides the, the apple pie?
1: I, I don't know how you feel about this, but when it's on the plate it's kind of like all right i much prefer i'm much over here with the carbs and the uh that stuffing mm-hmm. um but you know it serves its purpose okay. at the very least we're getting some somewhat what do they say is in those good proteins or okay, something sure, like that I don't know. Yeah, sure i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, let's talk about the, some football games, Russell. Again, thanks for joining us today. Uh, people can find Russell again at fantasyguru.com. You can find him in the Discord all the time. I think uh, Twitter X is Russell J Clay. Is that is that yes. correct? Yeah. Okay. And you'll find cool threads on there. I'm talking about historical things and everything like that. Uh, let's start out with that that Niners Seahawks game that, that I was mentioning. Um, what's the takeaway from the Seahawks side? I mean, they got beat bad. I don't think anyone really expected them to win the football game, but you know, Charbonnet had 18 touches, didn't do anything. Geno Smith struggled kind of as expected is the takeaway. The Seahawks are in big trouble. Uh, they've got a lot of guys that are beat up right now. Russell, what do you think?
1: Well, the big trouble is they have to play the 49ers again in a couple of weeks and they have to play the Eagles and they have to play the Cowboys So, you know, they were six and four heading into this week and we were talking, you know, on the live stream, I'm like, there's a real chance they come out of this month and they're four, they're six and eight and they're just out of the playoffs. And it's not really their fault. They're just playing the teams on their schedule. They were seven point dogs in this game and it felt like it should have been more. I don't know why this was only a seven point line, but once you watched it and once you could see that the McCaffrey thing was working though, when the McCaffrey running game is working, you just know the 49ers are going to win. So that, that was kind of a, they were set up to lose this game and they lost. So not much to take away other than, yeah, they're going to get beat up this, this next month.
0: Isn't it interesting, Russell, that, We always worry about Christian McCaffrey's health. He's such an important part of the fantasy squad. He's had injuries which have cost him large chunks of seasons. Is anyone talking about the fact he's touching it 25 times a week? Like no one's talking about that. It's just not a concern anymore. We're going to be fine the rest of the way. Uh,
1: I mean, I was saying this about Travis Etienne earlier in the year. I love Travis Etienne. And I'm like, are we sure we should be giving this guy 30 touches a game? And now, of course, he's hurt and they're – putting Dearness Johnson in there. So I, I'm i hoping, you know, they keep it at 20 to 25 for McCaffrey, anything more than that. And I just think any running backs at a high risk to go down, you know?
0: Yeah. We, we, another guy that's been a high risk player, Russell, is Debo Samuel. And we talked about him on the show yesterday. And I, I think we said, look, we've got yeah. to rank about as low as we've had Debo ranked all season long in the rankings at fantasyguru.com. Still a top 20 receiver. Still someone you got to start. You just got to do it because there's a chance that he does what he did yesterday, right? He had the rushing score, seven catches, 79 yards. Have you been surprised at the in and out nature of the offense with Debo Samuel? I know there's a lot of mouths to feed here, but he really hasn't. I mean, and there's an injury, of course, but even when he's been on the field, yesterday's game has not been the norm this season. And it was kind of expected to be that way for him.
1: Well, one of the things we're seeing, and we're seeing this with a few guys this year, The on-field value is sometimes more than the fantasy value. Like Debo Samuel is clearly incredibly valuable to this team, uh, both for McCaffrey and in the running game, but also just taking guys away from from Kittle, Ayuk. We've seen it the last couple of weeks since Samuel has been back. So it was nice to see him get on the board here fantasy-wise. Like you said, it's it's not great because there's so many guys on this 49ers team that some weeks, you know, like George Kittle had three mm-hmm. for 19 this yep. week. Yep. And it's like, well, the last two, three weeks he'd been crushing. So there's just not enough mouths, like there's there's too many mouths. Um I there's some weird analogies I could go into <laughs> with utters, but I'm not gonna <laughs> do it, Ray. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna just keep moving forward here the farmer um, in you
0: is coming out there yeah huh? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but <laughs> but Debo um really good player and he is healthy so 49ers are gonna have more games like this for him
0: Russell you mentioned earlier the live stream tell the listeners and followers uh, when that mm-hmm. is active and, and what that's all about before we move to the next game
1: yeah, so uh, every Tuesday we go through the week of games, talk about waivers. Me, Tyler Beaker, Amanda Marcel, sometimes Rich Maletto, uh, break down the week that was and the week that's going to be. Um, most of it is taken up by waiver questions. So if you guys have waivers, blind bids, uh, any type of waiver order to go through, any blind bid money like how you're gonna spend on that um that's kind of what we focus our tuesday on so head over to fantasyguru.com and uh come hang out
0: ray flowers russell clay here uh, on fantasy sports day let's move on to the cowboys commanders game russell and I, russell's for those of you that don't know and who doesn't know but he's also our dynasty guy so it's a two-part question for you right right now here uh russell where is sam how dynasty wise <laughs> And yeah. where is he at right now? Because we I, we keep talking about it's 40 plus passes. It's 300 yards every week, but it's really seems to be hollow to me. And that schedule down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs is brutal for Hollow. so where is he at right now and future wise as well.
1: Hollow's a great, a great way. And, and, you know, not only to define that, but he has a good supporting cast. We're so used to Washington being a, a bad supporting cast team. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, even Logan Thomas this year looks pretty good. Uh, Curtis Samuel went healthy. We know he's always been talented. This Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson thing. So he has weapons. Um, It's just long term. I don't know. We're in such a dearth of quarterback play that I do think he'll probably start, you know, two to three more years. But. Uh, long-term, like we're talking about Justin Herbert or something like that. Like he's not a 10 year starter, you know, he's going to hang around. He might, you know, he could do the Gardner Minshew thing where he starts a couple years and then floating around and he's in our lives for the next decade, but not, you know, not doing the thing, but yeah, this was just a severe talent. Um, mismatch
0: Mismatched,
1: yeah yeah this defense that front seven for dallas just crushes anyone who's not the eagles or, or maybe the 49ers
0: i was thinking ryan fitzpatrick with sam howell same yeah same something like of, that yeah yeah let's go to the other side uh, dak prescott you know there were concerns about is he going to get paid he wants 55 60 million dollars all that kind of stuff started out a little slowly but he's rolling right now he's not making mistakes uh, 330 yards and four touchdowns And, you know, you see 45 point. Let's say you miss the game. You're eating your turkey and your stuff and visiting with your uncle that you hate. Uh, Cowboys win this game 45 to 10. You hear Dak Prescott throws for 330 and four. CeeDee Lamb must have exploded. You know. Oh, well, then Jake Ferguson must have gotten the end zone a couple of times. No. You know, where are we at with this receiving core? It looks like Brandon Cooks is ascending and everyone else is kind of pulling back. Mm -hmm. I think the, the last couple of weeks, Lamb has gotten in the end zone, so it's been okay, even though he's had a lot of targets and not really produced a ton relative to where he was the previous month. But talk to us about this receiving core. We're seeing a lot of games, at least in my opinion, Russell, where across the NFL, where we see good stats put up by the team, but some teams are willing to have six, seven, eight, nine guys involved in the offense, and it kind of dilutes things.
1: Yeah, this is a defense thing where, and you know, we, I personally, when I, you know, again, we'll go back to the Jaguars. When I watch Travis Kelsey get 14 catches in a playoff game, I say, Hey, maybe you should cover that guy. So you know, the last couple of weeks, Carolina and Washington are like, fine, we'll, we'll cover that guy. And then everyone else is wide open. So <laughs> that's kind of, you know, that Cavante, Turpin and cooks and, and all those other guys are getting, getting theirs now. And we're seeing Tony Pollard average out here the last couple of weeks of a year. From hell, kind of, mm-hmm. fantasy-wise for him, him. So I think they're they're trying to spread the wealth a little bit. Lamb was getting like 150 yards per week, so yeah. kind of a natural progression, unless you're Tyree Kill. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I You know, it, again, he got you your touchdown. He got you your, mm-hmm. what, 15 points, so mm-hmm. we'll take
0: it, but not great. Yeah, I think he had, what is it, three weeks in a row we had 14 targets? Just something crazy. Crazy, hey, Lamb. Like Uh, Let's talk about the Lions and the Packers, 29 to 22 here. And I want to ask you, because again, Russell's our dynasty guy too. The broadcaster said Jordan Love is playing great football 73 (laughs) times. I had my clicker out. It was over and over and over. Every play, like there's a handoff. He's playing great. The defense makes a play. He's playing great. Like it was the whole thing. (laughs) And 268 and three, Mm. he had a nice run late in the game to basically seal things. Where are we at with Jordan Love? He started strong. He he hit the toilet. It seems like he's trending upward. I mentioned some concerns about it looks like every pass he throws is off his back foot. And how long can you live on the arm talent they kept mentioning yesterday on the show? Where are we at with Jordan Love this season and moving forward?
1: Well, actually, you know, I did a YouTube video last week, a live, where I went through the last 20 years of quarterbacks and like trying to figure out what the hell happened here um to where we're where you know we're really really struggling fantasy wise to find quarterbacks and all this stuff and one of the big problems is guys like Brady, Breeze, Manning You know, they didn't really hit their stride fantasy wise till their 30s. Like a lot of these guys were game managers in their 20s. And then once they really figured things out and they became the grandmasters, we came to know and love that Drew Brees really didn't become that 5000 passing yard guy till he got to New Orleans in his 30s. Brady, Ray, you'll remember this game manager. Yeah. And now, you know, we remember him. as. We remember him as the guy who's thrown for 5,035 every year. But um, so a lot of these young guys, they're just trying to figure it out, get get the coverages right. So when I look at Jordan Love, I just kind of see like, all right, he's trying to figure it out right now. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad stretches. I don't know what the hell to do with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. I like Jaden Reed, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this Packers team looks like they're turning it around here. I'm kind of kind of in, kind of in, I think.
0: Yeah, and they mentioned this on the broadcast, and it's it's a fair point. Like they've got all this youth, especially on the skill player side on offense. But you know, from a fantasy perspective, Watson, and I was joking in and I am with the, the crew yesterday. Watson's first quarter was his best game of the season. Yeah. Like it, like where and again, there's injuries, and okay. So he comes through five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He four catches, 46 yards. Dobbs had a drop three for 37, Reed four for 34. Like everyone's involved here, but it is tough because early on we thought it was uh, Romeo Dobbs and it was, we kept waiting for Watson who's had some nice moments, but really he's been a 35 yard a week kind of guy. You mentioned Reed who's ascending. Heath was there. Um, Dontavian Wicks was out of the game. Like, is there an answer right now? Like if you're, you know, coming down the stretch here in the fantasy space, you mentioned you like Reed. Do you think he's kind of the number one guy going right now for the Packers?
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about Debo Samuel earlier and uh, Jaden Reed, not, not used like Debo Samuel in college, but the way they're using him rushing attempts every week, he's playing really, really well right now, continuing to score touchdowns and being targeted there. Uh, That guy's going to be a major factor. And that's kind of what I thought Christian Watson was going to be in this offense, but they're kind of just using him as a downfield guy. So I like Reed. I'm in continuing to be in and maybe it's some touchdown luck, but he's a, he's a really fun player.
0: Russell clay and Ray flowers here. Russell, we mentioned the live stream that you do every Tuesday. You also do the circus show. Uh, Talk to the listeners about what the circus show is and why they should be paying attention to it.
1: Oh, that's been super fun. Uh, I got to, uh, I got to jump on with Tyler Beaker and, and Rob, Rob Brink this year to break down our circa contest. Uh, we do, uh, pick them against the spread and the survivor contest, and we have our staff kind of do confidence ratings in a spreadsheet and we, we wake up Friday morning and break it down and, and look at everyone's, uh, different, you know, we're all kind of having our own thoughts here and uh calculate those and break down the games so lots of fun and um yeah good part of the youtube channel i see you crushing it over there every day we got 11 people watching right now right shout out to us
0: yeah we had more yesterday too which was fantastic on actually thanksgiving uh is that you said friday does that mean we're getting a show today russell
1: we actually did it Wednesday this yeah, week because right. we had the three games and then we have this damn uh you know one p.m. what is it three p.m. game it's today?
0: No, go buy go buy, you know, some stuff on Amazon and watch a football game day. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I don't
1: know. Yep. So don't miss that game if you got <laughs> fantasy guys, cause I there's gonna be a lot of pissed off missed lineups today. I can tell you that.
0: All right, Russell, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, again, the folks can find you, obviously, at FantasyGuru.com, on the Circus Show, on live stream. Where else?
1: Uh, yeah, fan, uh, Twitter, uh, Russell J. Clay. Find me in the Dynasty Discord. Uh, this is the time of year where, you know, a lot, of, a lot of those crappy rosters, we get to start looking at the 2024 draft. Um, and tonight I will be on the uh, College Football DFS live stream. So we'll be, we'll be kicking it off. Mike, the beard beast. I usually just hand off the analysis to him and just say, Hey, what are we doing this week? Beard, send me your article. So fun stuff.
0: I'm going to go eat my apple pie and you just talk a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Russell, I appreciate you getting up and uh, joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm sure the listeners and viewers feel the same way and uh, keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: All right. See you, Ray. Thanks All for right. having
0: me on. You bet, buddy. Russell Clay of fantasyguru.com. He mentioned doing some shows like The Circus Show with the gentleman uh, who actually is going to visit with us right now. And it's someone that you've seen on the show before, and it's someone whose work you obviously follow over at the site. And that is Tyler Beaker. who Tyler, welcome to the show. How did Thanksgiving go? Thanks for joining us today as well.
2: What's going on, Ray? How are you doing? Uh, great Thanksgiving over here. Um, too much food. I, I piled up my plate and I looked at it all and I'm like, my eyes are way bigger than my stomach right now. Delicious food, though. It was a great day. How was yours? I- same. I had the
0: th- like we had the whole thing here at home, and my lady made this magnificent feast. And we get to the end, and I'm like, I got I don't know two pounds of food on my plate, right? It's piled high. It's full. and she's like, you want some pie? I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. Like I can't. Like, I, I feel bad because it was homemade pie. But it's like I can't, I'll have to eat it tomorrow for breakfast. So yeah. it was a good we had, time. Yeah.
2: We had like a four hour break between de- dinner and dessert because we just needed the time. We kind of said the same thing, and then she fell asleep on the couch, so
0: didn't, didn't ever get to it. <laughs> Uh, but we had a good day. I'm glad you did, too. I hope all the listeners and viewers uh, did as well. Uh, we just had Russell Clay on, and uh, we talked a little bit about you know yesterday. Let's fast forward to today and moving forward to the rest of the week. That's why you're here, Tyler. Uh, we've got the game today, as Russell mentioned, as he was going out there. The Dolphins and the Jets, I think the big storyline at this point with the game is obviously Devon A. Chan is out. Uh, he's not going to play today. Talk to us a little bit about what your expectations are in the backfield and specifically Jeff Wilson, because that's a name that, you know, we're hearing a lot with, uh, you know, people they've just stashed him, They added them recently. Mm-hmm. They want to get him active. Is that a matchup against the Jets today that you'd be interested in doing that?
2: Uh, for sure. I mean, we've got, as you said, HM not playing. We have uh, Sullivan Ahmed also on IR. So this backfield has really been condensed down to two guys we're going to see raheem Mostert be that rb1 but jeff wilson will definitely sprinkle in this is a team that frequently rotates through their backs and the jets team they're a team you want to run against they're very very stout in the back end and the secondary you want to run against this group and the dolphins like we think of them as a very fast-paced offensive team that puts up points in a hurry but they really just kind of play slow and primarily lean on the run their ground game has been like the focus of this offense while they do sprinkle in the explosive plays of Tyreek and waddle and all those great pass catchers they have. But yeah, this is a great spot for Raheem Mostert. I think to put up what 80 plus yards in a score wouldn't surprise and see Jeff Wilson put up some RB three flex worthy outings. So I think the jets, uh, they're going to have a tough time slowing down this offense
0: on the other side. We've got the change a quarterback to the immortal <laughs> Tim Boyle. Uh, There there are two players on the Jets that anyone, well, maybe Ty Conklin for some crazy people, but really it's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. What are your expectations in this matchup against the Dolphins and what changes will the offense likely undergo with Tim Boyle? Is it a good thing for either Hall or Garrett Wilson?
2: So change for change's sake isn't exactly a great thing for the jets here as they go from zach wilson to tim boyle uh very very low expectations here for this offense we saw the seahawks last night like put up 13 points i'd be amazed if the jets get to that here in this matchup um we saw the dolphins kind of play down to the raiders last week but i'm not expecting that here just given the play of tim boyle who's not an nfl caliber quarterback i'd be very timidly putting in Brees hall and garrett wilson in my fantasy lineups but like they're the kind of plays where they offer such explosive um big playability. where like you don't really want to leave that on your bench there's a chance that we see like five to six catches in terms of just dinks and dunks to Brees hall um maybe he maybe he tops out at 25 rushing guards but he gets 50 plus on the ground with five to six catches and you're you're okay with that just i wouldn't expect a ceiling out again anyone starting those two probably anticipates the same thing
0: again i'm ray flowers that's tyler beaker tyler's also doing videos for us each week in addition to all the work at fantasyguru.com so over at youtube.com slash at elite plus network if you click on the video tab at the top he's doing a thursday prop bet he's done the last couple of weeks so make sure you check that out every thursday so tyler's always with us even when he's not actually with us um tyler let's talk a little bit about the wide receiver position because that That's not all you do, but you do the wide receiver cornerback matchup breakdown each week. You write the wide receiver uh, coach article for the DFS side of things. So let's focus a little bit on some of the matchups there. Um, Jalen Waddle on the other side. I want to ask you about him with the Dolphins because Jalen Waddle is a guy who's produced. He's a name. He's in an explosive offense. But there's a lot of, you know, 4-5 catch, 45, 55-yard kind of stuff here. Everything is kind of getting soaked up by the greatness of Tyreek Hill, and it's all everyone's talking about. I think Waddle's been a slight disappointment. And, you know, again, I, it's hard to ever say I can't start Jalen Waddle. You should go in a different direction. But are we going to get anything different barring an injury from Tyreek Hill the rest of the way and specifically this week?
2: No, I hate to be pessimistic, but I do not believe we'll see that spike week until an injury occurs to Tyreek Hill. Knock on wood that that never occurs. Uh, we got some tickets on him to lead the league in receiving yardage, and he is cooking right now, standing at number one in that ranking. Uh, but this is Tyreek's receiving group. Like he has, last year we saw this too. He had just a dominant target share relative to Waddle when both guys were active and when Tua was healthy last year. That's carried over into the 2023 season where it's really been Tyreek as the focal point of his passing attack waddle is truly the second fiddle like it's not a 1a1b he's number two and there's a gap there a gap where we're going to see these four catches for 45 yards maybe he gets in the end zone maybe he gets a 60 yard random screen that he can house but it's not a people that spent round two draft capital in their fantasy drafts back in august september they're likely disappointed and i don't think this is going to be a particular matchup where he should shine for a buck 50 i don't see that happening
0: at least they try to get him involved sometimes in the running game too. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it just really hasn't happened on a high volume for for Waddle on the receiving game with the Eagles. AJ Brown, 125 yards, 125 yards touchdown, six catches, 125 yards touchdown, one catch for eight yards last week. I don't think anyone's benching AJ Brown. Uh, I maybe people would be nervous to start him in the DFS world because of last week's performance, which might make it a a good opportunity to get him in your lineup because the ownership rate could be low. You look at the matchup with Buffalo and, you know, reading an injury report, is there a defensive back with the Bills who's not on the injury report, Tyler? Like, is this back to 6-125 this week kind of stuff from A.J. Brown?
2: For sure. This is actually going to be a fun game in terms of pace of play. Like, both these teams have the ability to put their foot on the gas. They have some major injuries in the Buffalo secondary and there's major poor play by the Philadelphia secondary, so we could see some big plays left and right by these passing attacks. And I'm imagining AJ Brown being a focal point once again. Last week he got shadowed and he was pretty much shut down in that matchup against the Chiefs. This week they're going to be with the Bills will be without cornerback one Trey White. He's on IR. Cornerback two Kyer Elam. He's on IR. Cornerbacks Dane Jackson, Teron Johnson, both left last week's game due to injury. Um, we'll need to see the final injury report for sure. But this is a very watered down secondary, and AJ Brown is just he's going to eat against this group. Like it's a bunch of backups.
0: Yeah. He's such a, he's so fun to watch too. Right. Yes. Uh, and he's a former baseball player, by the way, shout out baseball player. Um, what about, you know, you talk about AJ Brown. I don't know. What is he? Six, three huge human being muscles at the wazoo. And then you got a guy whose name is tank. Who looks like my kid, right? Like tank Dell, but the numbers are big. Right. And there have been moments with tank Dell where he's, you know, going for 145 yards in the score. There's been other games where he's, you know, at 38 yards. Um, where is he at against the Jaguars this week? Everyone's starting Tank Dell. Everyone's pumped up about Tank Dell. Do you see one of those big efforts come for him this week, or do you have a reason to be a little bit concerned?
2: I do. These games have actually been really fun between the Texans and the Jaguars over the last like year or two. Um, they've played each other really closely. It's the division where the Texans won earlier in the year in this first game and Dell hit a 68-yard score in that game. I imagine he sees quite a bit of volume, double-digit targets in each of his last three games, 31% target share during that span. And this secondary for the Jaguars, I mean, they play a lot of zone, and Dell has been an absolute zone beater. Um, he looks great. I think Dell's going to be a very, very fun fantasy asset for the rest of the year into the playoffs, and a guy that you can confidently start as like a maybe a wide receiver three with consistent wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver one upside whenever he hits the paint.
0: Tyler Beaker, Ray Flowers here on Fantasy Sports Daily. Call from and be back next Monday. Uh, let's talk Rams versus Cardinals. Uh, you know we've, we're still uncertain whether Cup or Nakua is going to play this week. It certainly looks like Puka Nakua is going to be in the lineup. Cup, where the ankle looks like he's trending toward being active. He did some things at practice yesterday. Where are we at with the passing attack of the Rams and those two guys in particular? Because what it's, it's turned out to be, Tyler, is you know we've got Matthew Stafford getting smashed all the time. He's continually getting hit. Uh, the numbers aren't good. He's got a terribly low completion percentage, just like his rookie season. He's basically, since the start of last year, had about a touchdown a game. There hasn't been a lot of high-volume scoring either. Where's the passing attack, and what are your thoughts in Week 12 with the two top guys with the Rams?
2: Well, this is a good week for them to get back on track. The Cardinals are third worst in pressure rate, so there's going to be some time for Stafford to make his reads and go through his progressions there. And the this Arizona secondary, they are very, very bad, particularly on the outside, where they're giving up the second most fantasy points per game, second highest success rate against the pass. I think we see these guys like Nakua, particularly off to a good start, and even a guy like Tutu Atwell, if if we see a hobbled or injured Cooper Cup entering this matchup, uh, I imagine that theres he's likely going to be more ineffective than anything, because I think it's a high ankle sprain. And, those are generally not great to return from. Uh so I'm elevating my expectations for Nakua and for Atwell here in this matchup because the cornerbacks for the Arizona secondary are just not they're not NFL caliber. Like this is a great spot for this unit to get going.
0: And not Trammell, by the way, because a lot of people, you know, maybe they're gonna pay down in DFS. But like you're saying, Atwell would be the guy that you think is the logical pivot if either Cup or, or Nakua has an issue.
2: Yeah, Tutu had some phenomenal targets with weeks one through four prior to uh cup returning i think it was 8.8 targets per game something absurdly high so yeah very very excited for him
0: let's talk about well i guess it's a wide receiver kind of tight end question let's move over to the ravens uh, situation tyler we've got ray slash zay flowers uh who obviously has been a, a, a strong producer this year in his rookie season with the ravens he's got a hip issue that he pops up on the injury report didn't practice thursday so now there's concern with him we have mark andrews out so i think a lot of us were saying all right zay flowers it's time to be getting 8-10 targets a week kid now it's uncertain if he's even going to play. How does this affect the receiving core? Because I guess Odo Beckham's beat up. Bateman's got a foot issue. Like they're really messy there. How does it affect the receiving core pending the health of Flowers? And what does this do for Isaiah Likely? Because he was added everywhere. Um, in my Scott Fish league, someone spent 78 of the hundred bucks on him. So oh. they went nuts. Yeah, they went, I guess they emptied the, the the tank for Isaiah Likely. Who is Isaiah Likely with Flowers in the lineup and without flowers in the lineup?
2: Yeah. Great question. Uh, This is one we'll need to pay attention to for injury reports because it's the Sunday night football game. That means we're going to have limited info and people are going to be forced to make some maybe suboptimal start sets because of it. Um, Isaiah likely though, like he shined last year, whenever Mark Andrews was out, he had three games where he had over a 50% snap share in those three games, likely posted stat lines of eight catches, 103 yards, one catch 24 and a score six 77 and one. So there's some boom bust there, as you can tell by the stat lines. Um, but There's a lot of upside as well. And we know that given what Mark Andrews role in, is in this offense, he and Flowers are the one, two guys in terms of target share. Um, I'm expecting likely to be a guy where like, we know the state of the, the tight end position in, <laughs> in redraft formats. It's hit or miss. If you don't have one of the studs, you're likely just trying to tread water. Likely is a guy that I think was worth that $78 bid, just trying to get out ahead of, the mess that the position is and given the upside that likely has given those stat lines that i read i guess the chargers defense that is just not showing up they've got a lot of great names and talent on that op defense but just collectively they don't play cohesively there's a lot of ways for this ravens team to just rack up the, the points uh i i caught russell clay talking about our betting show prior to uh, me hopping on mm-hmm. and one of my favorite bets was ravens minus three and a half i think they lay it on and we possibly see brandon staley looking for a job next week yeah, well, you probably should be looking for a job this week, or if not, a month and a
0: half ago. Uh, that's gone far too long. You can't lose every game by three points. Um, let's answer a couple questions uh, from the users, Tyler. Uh, Dennis in uh, chat said, it has got to start one and a half point PPR. The guy you talked about earlier, Brees Hall or Bijan Robinson? You want to start both. Like, I, I wish I had the decision that I could <laughs> – I mean, my must have a banging backfield if I'm not starting both these guys. One of them has to be your flex if, you know, you don't have the ability to – anyway – If you had to choose just one guy, which direction would you go?
2: It's a tough spot here for both in terms of matchups. But so my my view here is the Falcons take on the Saints. The Saints are coming out of their bye. They're a team you typically don't want to throw against. So I imagine given the quarterback swap that they're going back um, to Desmond Ritter, we're going to see a lot of running opportunities for this Atlanta team. That's how I imagine they execute their game plan. So I would lean Bijan here for the volume, knowing that there's a chance the Jets just don't show up it could be a total goose egg on Friday here
0: all right, we got another question here from David about defenses and, and I I say it this way uh Tyler like Jeff Manns runs all these simulations and he breaks all these things down it's almost always when there's a question about defense I say check the rankings at fantasyguru.com so I know Jeff does more work than me uh, would you pivot off that like do you see something here That the question is the Saints, the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Titans, the Jets. So we kind of, we got five teams here. Um, any of those teams pop to you? Or are you going to be like Ray and, and cheap it out and say, just go check the rankings at fantasy
2: I would say check the rankings. I will mention, I will mention that the Titans, they draw the Carolina Panthers. And I love targeting Bryce Young takes a lot of sex, makes a lot of rookie mistakes. Uh, the, the, the question though, really is how many opportunities are they going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, just because like when you play a defense, the idea that you're looking for are turnovers or sacks. So you want teams that are gonna drop back frequently because the more throws they make, the faster, more the faster and more plays they run, that's just more opportunities for mistakes to be made and for these defenses to capitalize on them. So Titans are just a middling suggestion here, but mm-hmm. I'd go with the rankings and see what Jeff has.
0: There is a question uh that was in Discord, it wasn't here, and someone asked me right before the show. And again, if you sign up for fantasyguru.com, use that promo code FSD20. You get access to Discord. Uh, and Tyler's in there. I'm in there. Russell Clay's in there answering questions. And there was a, a question about how to handle um, the tight end position this week. We talked about Isaiah Likely. And if I had, if I were to say to you, Likely or Pitts, <laughs> yeah, I know you. Yes, I heard the little chuckle there. Yeah. Would either would either one of those? Because again, we're looking at two guys that are athletic, two guys that are dynamic, two guys that, in theory. Should be part of their offense on a consistent base. I think both guys are starts this week, but does something click for you for either likely who you talked about with the Ravens or Pitts with the Falcons this week? I, mean, I got Desmond Ritter back under center for the Falcons this week.
2: Yeah, my lean would be likely because I think that it's a far better matchup against the Chargers. We have seen in recent weeks prior to their Saints, the Saints bye that we've seen opposing tight ends put up some touchdowns against the Saints secondary. Uh, Cole Comet immediately stands out to mind, but we saw like three, I think in the last three or four games they played. And for that reason, you can go touchdown chasing with Pitts, But good luck. You're chasing your own tail there. Uh, I'm just totally out on this Atlanta passing attack. I respect the Saints secondary. They give up very few pass completions. They have one of the lowest rates in the league allowed. So for me, I'm going to target the Chargers defense that I think, again, isn't that imposing. And I imagine likely given all the Ravens wide receiver injuries we discussed, he could be in for elevated volume.
0: Final question for you, Tyler, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, The quarterback position, I talked with Russell Clay about this. Kyle and I talk about this all the time. And and Russell brought up the point that he was looking at the last, like, 20 years and trying to figure out what the hell happened with the NFL. Like, we had all these guys age out, right? Rivers disappeared. Manning disappeared. Brady disappeared. Like, all these guys age out, all these Hall of Fame-level guys. And they're not really being replaced by, I don't know, competent, I guess is the word. Like, teams are looking for competent quarterback play, like a quarter or third of the league. Have you noticed and, and felt the fact that it's been more difficult than almost ever before at the quarterback position? I, I almost always tell people, look, in general, if you only have five or six bench spots and you're in a standard size league, carry one quarterback. Because it's like a, the second quarterback, you go to the waiver wire, and who cares? They're all the same guy. Everyone's added a second quarterback because of all the injuries. There's no one left on the waiver wire. And even the players that have been added, I mean, you look at the list this week, and it, you know we assume it's Mac Jones. We just talked about Desmond Ritter. Jake Browning, DTR, Bryce Young, Tommy DeVito, Kenny Pickett, Aiden O'Connell. like It's a disaster out there. If you have the ability to add a second quarterback now, even if it's one of the names I just mentioned, do you do it? Because the attrition rate has been so high at that position this year.
2: Yeah, I think you do it knowing that there's going to be six teams on bye in week 13, two more teams on bye in week 14. So just kind of getting out ahead of the curve, knowing that there's no teams on bye in week 12. I would be proactive here and try to grab one of those guys. Um, the question is which one? It varies so much league to league, where I do our waiver report on our on fantasyguru.com comes out every Tuesday, and I try to make a 40% or lower ownership rate on my suggestions, knowing that I'm I'm hoping to get to cast a wide net with that. Um, but I don't want to recommend guys that are owned in 50% of leagues where it's like, okay, this really doesn't apply to most of you guys that are reading the article. Uh so, so, so some low-end guys that I think are like under 20% owned in most leagues. That I'm looking at right now are well they actually are in the same game Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield I think those are two guys that are worth considering Um, the Colts secondary is very very bad (laughs) they have some terrible rookies starting at cornerback and the Bucks secondary they have both their starting cornerbacks also banged up also both middle linebackers probably not playing so that's going to be a fun game I think in terms of pace of play and uh, it could be a game where you could stream one of those guys now I preferably use them in a super flex or two QB format those are the guys that i'm looking at and in terms of the other names you listed those two guys are at the forefront
0: tyler beaker ray flowers here on fantasy sports daily want to thank tyler for joining us today uh his articles are up at the website FantasyGuru.com. he's in discord all the time russell mentioned the shows too tyler talk to us about that the you are on the circus show and obviously the live stream uh talk to us about when and where the people can find those
2: sure we do our circus show on fridays usually we do them live at 12 o'clock on the same network And then we'll do our roster coach video show, which is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, where we kind of recap the week that was and kind of look forward to what's going to happen this upcoming week. Answer some roster. It's called Roster Coach, where we we hope to get your questions, help you guys figure out who you you want on the back end of your benches. Maybe do some early start sits, uh, but just kind of like preview the week ahead and get those rosters fine tuned for the uh, upcoming playoff stretch. It's about to it's about to unfold.
0: And you can also follow him on Twitter X, at Tyler Beaker. That's T-Y-L-E-R-B-U-E-C-H-E-R. Make sure you spell that properly. It's always I, I, I screwed my own name up, so don't be offended, Tyler. But that's, that's a difficult one. So it's B-U-E-C-H-E-R. Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Glad you had a good time on Thanksgiving. I appreciate your time today. I know you're running around doing family things and all that. So uh, really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your weekend in, in week 12, and we'll talk to you again soon. All
2: right. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate you having me. You
0: got it. Tyler Beaker of FantasyGuru.com. All right, folks, that's it. We're going to shut things down here. Kyle freak will be back on next Monday. Again, I'm Ray Flowers of FantasyGuru.com. Before we go, remember that promo code FSD20. You can get the football product for the rest of the season. You can hear Russell's work, Tyler's work. You can read it. You can talk to him in Discord. You can see the shows they're talking about. All of that. Use the promo code FSD20. You get the football product for the rest of the season through the Super Bowl with a huge discount there. And if you want to get really aggressive, which is what you should do, because I think we got a pretty good product. I'm kind of biased, but I think we've got a pretty good product at fantasyguru.com. You can get aggressive and get everything we do. And we can get aggressive and help you get everything that we do by giving you a huge discount. You see it there on the screen 40% off the VIP Platinum Plan, which includes football, baseball, basketball, foot, foot, uh, hockey. Uh, Racing, soccer, all that is available at fantasyguru.com. That's the VIP Platinum Plan. Use the promo code turkey40. It's only good through the weekend. Get you 40% off the all in package, the VIP, everything we do, all the shows, all the discords, all the articles, all the sports. Again, it's turkey40, turkey40 for the VIP Platinum Plan through the weekend at fantasyguru.com. So Kyle, Frank, and Ray Flowers will be back on Monday. I am Ray Flowers. It's always weird talking about myself in the third person, uh, writing about myself in the third person. But what the hell? It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. We're getting weird. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be at the website, fantasyguru.com. Articles coming out, helping you set your lineups uh, in Discord as well. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again on Monday here on Fantasy Sports Daily at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Fantasy Sports Daily, powered by fantasyguru.com. Have a great weekend.